This is Wrestling for the Faith, a weekly podcast celebrating faith, family, and wrestling. And now, here are your hosts, Casey Cage and Chad Gunner Lale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. I am Gunner. Well, there we go again. <laughs> <laughs> I can never get it right. Oh, <laughs> man. So, dear Lord. I'm telling you. I just went just went and listened back to last week's episode, and it was, dude, man, the anointing of the Holy Spirit fell in that little room. We were there at Rock Springs Church, and, um, and I just listened back to it, and it just – the flow of the spirit that all four of us, we were, you know, me, you, Jason and Marty, we were all just so, just so in the, in the spirit during that moment, man, it's just, it's amazing. I love those moments. And I know that that was like such an anointed episode and Oh man, we was talking about it on the drive home last week and you know we were talking about how man we've always had great episodes we felt like you know i mean when we was doing the bible study and acts and coming through and and we kind of got hindered we we did acts 15 and then the spirits just led us off on this trail of other stuff but you know it was like uh we we figured out it was the taste and see episode that there was just a shift in our spiritual atmosphere and we have never been the same. And we have rolled into these, these revival episodes talking about what the, the spirit is doing in each of our hearts. And, uh, and man, we can't get off of it. It's like, I I don't, I don't know. We're just going to, we have absolutely no clue what we're talking about today. We've not discussed anything and man, I'm just enjoying you know, I texted you yesterday and I said, you know, something just hit me since we've hit these revival episodes, you know, used to, we'd text each other. You feeling anything specific, you know, spirit leading you in a, any certain direction for this, this week's episode. No, we're just, man, we're just letting it flow. And dude, it's just so awesome. It is man. And yeah, just listening back to it. <clears throat> this is revival three, I guess we're on now and listening to four men just kind of gather in a little room. And Jason said something, or it may have been you. I believe it was Jason. He said, as we walked through the threshold that day, yeah. as we went through those doors, um, and you said it, Matthew 6, 6, Jesus said, when you go into your secret place, he speaks about the Father being there, him waiting on us, him being there in our presence. And, dude, we felt that. <clears throat> I felt it. And all I know is I went upstairs to put something in their refrigerator there at the church. As I come back down, you know, you and Jason are already in prayer. <clears throat> I just joined in and got in the, you know, got in the zone or whatnot. And bro, it was a matter of one or two minutes. And I just felt God's presence just laying on us, you yeah. know I mean? And <clears throat> it's one of those things where you hear people in prayer for, you know, you'll, you'll look at your watch and, and they're like, Oh man, it's been two hours. And that's, Bro, that's it, it. So I remember looking down after we kind of, you know, I don't want to say finished it up, but was getting ready to roll into the room and record. And I was like, man, we'd been in prayer over an hour. Mm. And we go in there and it just, it continued into prayer. 
you know, <clears throat> it continued into the four guys sitting around a table just talking about the goodness of God and talking about revival and where it started to birth for us. And like you said, it's that taste and see episode. And we had talked about it a little bit on the drive, how we started in the book of Acts, which was basically the, the birth of the church, the birth of this great revival movement where the Holy Spirit fell. And it's funny to see how God has set us up because we'd go from like Acts basically for some time. We did some stuff on Romans. We did some stuff on family and all this stuff kind of uh, flowed over this little timeline right in taste and see. And, and I, I, you know, there's no coincidence. God set it up, man. He called this high spot for us. And I think we're in that high spot now, you know, <laughs> and dude, it's been unbelievable because I mean, there's moments I'll wake up in the mornings and we all go through it where we're dry and we're just like, this, basically this morning I woke up and man, just tired and cranky or whatever. And I just sat down and said, Lord, I ain't feeling it this morning. Mm. I just need something. And, you know, he just spoke to my heart and, and I got into Psalm 119. I'll touch a little bit on it today. And it's just like, you know, when we allow God to just kind of rest on us, no matter where we are, there's something that's just filling right there, man. There's something filling about the Lord's presence and bro, we've been feeling it tenfold and it's just unbelievable. And I never want it to stop. It is, man. I'm telling you. And we talk about how it's flowing into our families and yeah, our, yeah, man. our wives asking questions. And, you know, my wife texts me like two different things last weekend while we were on the road. And dude, I mean, I, I just showed you and I was like, whoa, yeah, I mean, it. it's just we've been praying for everything that the Father is doing in our heart to spill over into them, and we're seeing it happen. Um, and it, it's just such a blessing to see our families drawing closer. You know, uh, my oldest daughter, she got home from uh, – her youth Bible study Wednesday night and she come in here and we sit and just talk for 30 or 45 minutes. You know, she was talking about what they talked about and she was asking me questions. And that's just, that's what I desire for our families to just have that desire to grow closer to the Lord because man, what we are seeing yeah. is just the tip of the iceberg. Shout out to our brother, Iceberg. <laughs> but, but what we are seeing is just the tip of the iceberg of what the Lord is is doing, and he's just setting us up for something. And, I, you know, we talk about he's setting us up, but it's, it's more than just us. It's flowing into a lot of people. There is revival breaking out in the hearts of, of, of many in the body of Christ if they will just receive if they'll just receive what it look what what the Lord is doing, get rid of your denominational background. Get rid of your get rid of your denominational doctrines that say no, it can't look like this. It's got to flow just like this. It's got to be this and this and this. Get rid of all of that. Get rid of it and just say, Father, whatever you have, I want it. Whatever you have, I want it. And I promise you, he's going to pour into you because that's exactly what he's doing with us, man. Yeah. And, and it's just the overflow is is great. We kind of coined the phrase. I guess we did. I, I I don't know that I've really heard it until we started talking about it, I guess, a few weeks back. But 
something that just keeps popping up in my spirit is revival overflow. And I mean, that's just what's happening. Revival, uh, the father showing us who we are and, and just deepening our communion with him. And then it's just overflowing into our families and then Lord knows where else from there. It's overflowing in our conversations too, man. <clears throat> you know, just people are around, whether they're believers or whether they're kind of lukewarm in their faith. I think it's, there's something contagious and it comes from just, I heard it last night at, at my ministry school, altar school of ministry, that there's an enthusiasm with a true believer that when you exemplify Christ, you have this enthusiasm. And I, I realized that's what I was missing years ago. I mean, once again, I've mentioned it a thousand times saved at 17 years old. And I do believe I was saved because you hear people that were saved, uh, quote unquote saved. And we can get into the, the whole once saved, not saved thing. I'm not going to, but he said it this way last night. He said, if you're truly born again and you give your life to Christ, there is a there is a change that you, that you see that takes place. It's not like, all right, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and savior. Thank you for what you did. And then, Hey, 10 minutes later, I'm at the bar. Cheers to Jesus drinking beer. Like, no, man, there's a change in your heart. And at 17, there was a change in my heart. Now I fell away, but there came a point in my life where I started asking the question, like, because I'd been convicted all these years of, of, of living in sin. Like I wake up, from stuff and, and the Lord's convicted me telling me I got more for you. And now I see what that more is. He was mm-hmm. saying, man, I, I want to birth something. If you in you, if you just stop being dumb, basically. <laughs> and Jason said it last week. And he said, when he first gave his life to Jesus, he's going to church and his pastor made this uh, statement or asked the question, are you in love with Jesus? Yeah. And he said, at the time it was weird to him. Cause he goes, man, that's a little weird. Like a man loving a man kind of thing, like in an intimate way. Mm-hmm. And, but then he said, I come to this revelation, this realization, and it's something I came to No, man, that's what you got to do. You got to be madly in love with Jesus. You got to want to share him. And when you, man, when you come to that place of just, like being truly in love with Christ, like it fills you, bro. There's nothing that you want. And I'm speaking this coming weekend, you know, at a, um, a little tent revival we'll talk about, but it's really like, I'm going to be talking about the fullness of God. Cause it's been pounding on my heart ever since basically taste and see episode, basically since this revival episode we've been going into of just what it means to be full to know the Lord, to be in love with Jesus. And like you said, bro, it's just overflowing in our families, you know, my wife's feeling it, dude, but, but other buddies that listen to the podcast, you know, just, it's funny how you, we have this platform and it can overflow through whatever sound waves through a cell phone, man. People just feel something different. And, and I had a friend, Anthony, and he'll listen to this. He won't mind me mentioning his name, but he said, you know, that these episodes have just, he goes, there's been something different and a shift in you guys. Yeah. And I was like, bro, it's just us leaning into the Lord. Like it's us saying, all right, we're going to get out of the way. We're not going to text each other and say, Hey, what are you feeling this week? You know, we're not calling our own match here. We're allowing God to come in and be, be what he's meant to be our father who leads us and guides us. And we trust him with, with that path he's putting us on. Oh yeah, definitely, man. And it's, it's so, it's just been so wonderful just to see what he's doing. And, And I'm just so looking forward to more. There's so many out there who are afraid to accept um, they're afraid to accept what the Holy Spirit is sending yep. because they don't understand it or they don't they don't know what it's going to look like. And 
you know, like last week, <clears throat> Marty talked about it on the episode. You know, when I listened to it back, I was like, wow, you know, the the spirit was really showing all of us a lot of stuff, you know. Um, but, you know, one of the things that Marty was talking about was how he's used to having everything structured. And he, he said, I wonder now how many times I have actually missed God because I kind of bail out if I don't feel a plan coming together. Mm-hmm. And man, there's so many people like that who will bail out if they can't see the other side, if they don't know what the other side looks like. If, if the Holy spirit don't lay it out and say, uh, you're going to this stop sign and you're, you're turning right on cherry street. And then you're going to the next stop sign, turning left on Ross street. And then, you know, if the Holy spirit don't, and you're going to eventually make it. And this mansion's going to be up on the right. And it's one eleven. Bob street, whatever, if they don't see the whole plan laid out, Mm -hmm. they're afraid of it and they run from it. But what the father has shown us is just to lean in and trust him. Let him lead us no matter where, man, I heard. uh, Yeah. I heard um, Damon Thompson the other night, I was listening to um, their podcast. He had announced that, uh, the Holy Spirit had called them to move from South Carolina where they were and, and go back to their home church in Mobile, Alabama. Right. And, you know, he was just weeping. And, and he said, uh, <clears throat> one of the things that really stuck out to me when he was talking, he said, he said, I, I really thought that we were going to be here. They've been in South Carolina for like 10 years. He said, I really thought that, you know, we were going to be here forever. And he said, he said, I never meant to mislead anybody if, if, you know, they moved here or whatever. He said, and, you know, me and my wife, we sat on the porch one night and after we, you know, the Lord was calling us to do, to do this. And we sat on the porch and said, you know, father, if, if you're giving us the choice, we want to stay in South Carolina. Yeah. But he said this and it jumped out at me, man. He said, but over 20 years ago, we made the commitment that we were going to go wherever the father tells us to go, no matter what, no matter if we like it, no matter if we knows what, know what it looks like, no matter if it's our own desire, we're going to obey the voice of the father mm-hmm. and that's commitment, dude. And I, I mean, that's, that's, that's where I am. That's where I'm coming into. And that's what I desire to draw closer into because I don't care what it looks like, Lord, just more Lord, more. Yeah, man. We got, you know, I, I was talking to my buddy, Micah yesterday is a pastor in, in uh, Altoona PA, him and his wife. I mean, they're overseers of like three or four different youth groups. I mean, it, big ministry, but just a heart for the Lord, man. And I told him, I said, man, it God's showing off. I was like a year or so ago, I started praying, Lord, you know, um, it's time for doors to shut, let them shut, but I, use me here. I am. Send me. I've said it before Isaiah over and over again. <laughs> and he said, man, you, you pray dangerous prayers. And I've heard because you, you, he didn't say watch out for those. He goes, but you pray dangerous prayers and God will answer them. If your heart is right and you're leaning into the Lord. 
And I noticed it because it's like the WWE door shut. Um, but with that door shutting, there was this peace and presence of the Lord setting upon me. And now like every weekend you and I, or I'm off by myself doing some shows, but there's like ministry opportunities on top of this. You know, I just left Texas last week where I spoke three different times, you know? So it's like God's showing off. And with, with what you're saying about Damon, it makes me think like, if you're always committed to what God's saying, I mean, God may call you to move one day, me to move us to come together. We don't know the path, but all I know is if you're fully committed to God's ways, um, we have to be ready. Basically we're walking by faith, right? You know, as Abraham, Noah, all these men of the Bible and women of the Bible did, they walk by faith because they were committed to the Lord's ways. And when he said, go, don't mean that we won't go. Are you sure God, like, is it really where you want me to go? Because Damien even mentioned it. He was like, are you sure this is what I'm supposed to do? Yeah. But man, there's something, there's this peaceful presence that God sits on us. And, and you'll know, because first of all, I've heard this many times. If, if you're in church and you're writing your tithe check, people don't write checks much anymore, but if you, whatever. And it's like, okay, I'm gonna give $200 today. And you hear a nudging from the Lord going, no, you're going to give a thousand dollars. You want to go get behind these Satan, you know, but yeah. no, Satan's never going to tell you to tithe more because that's just not how it works. Satan's never going to call you into a new area that, um, that is going to be flourishing or where the Lord's leading you to go. You're going to know if it's God speaking to you. Cause first of all, Satan's going to go, no, you just sit right there at your desk. Matter of fact, we don't want to open the Bible today, but man, when we fall in love with Jesus and we have this presence of God sitting on us and sitting on our family and what's birthing in us right now, that revival, bro, that's where we're letting the Lord lead every single step. It says right here in Psalm 119, um, walk in his ways. We're blessed who keep his testimonies. Blessed, blessed who keep what we got here. Oh, that's <laughs> blessed where I was headed to. Sorry, yeah. Blessed who who keep his testimonies. And for me, that testimonies means his laws. But when I was reading it this morning, I dropped a video. Uh, it said, "Blessed those who keep his testimonies." I thought those who keep his word. Those who trust in him, who seek him with their whole heart, lean in to God. Lean, and I said it. There's this. There's this shift. When you become a believer, when you really truly sit in the ways of the Lord and allow him to start leading your life, he'll always be our God. Mm-hmm. But there's a moment where you shift over and he's your father. Yeah. You know, and he's your father. And here's a father you can trust and who's going to lead you and guide you and never lead you astray, man. You're going to stay on that, that narrow, as long as you stay on that narrow path and keep your eyes on Christ. Like our father is so good, bro. He's not going to cause us to do something. He may, he may shift us over a little bit. It causes us to be a little uncomfortable. Calling us out of that comfort zone, dude. Oh, hey, yeah. on the plane you need to talk to. Are you sure, Lord? Because this guy looks like he does not like Jesus. <laughs> it calls you to do some things that are outside of your comfort zone, but that's when we learn to just trust him. And he's going to give us the words to say like he did with Moses. I mean, like he did with David. And when we open our mouths, his words are going to flow, bro. He's not going to leave us high and dry. Yeah. He's never, he's never, honestly, he's never going to call us to do something that we're comfortable with. Right. If, if, if everything, if you are a believer out there and you are living a very comfortable life and you never feel the nudge to do something that makes you uncomfortable, I would question whether you are truly Holy Spirit led. Sure. Sure. Because everything with the Lord is stuff that makes us feel uncomfortable because he's not going to call us to do anything that we can do in our own power. 
everything that we receive from God and everything that, that comes from him is by faith. So if, if we're not having to step out in faith to take these different steps in our lives or to talk to the person on the plane or, or, you know, to, to stand and minister or to, to move or whatever, you know, he calls you to do, then most likely you're not actually hearing from, you're not actually hearing from him. Um, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago and it, it jumps out at me. People need to get this. Everything, everything is not going to make logical common sense to you or to, and especially to everyone around you, you can have the Holy spirit speaking to your heart and saying, Hey, this is what's coming up. Follow me. And you know, you can have that peace like you, when you left WWE, you know, Hey, my, my big contracts out the door. Now, what am I going to do? But you had peace. You're, you're yeah. good. You know, Holy spirit says, Hey, I got you. And we can, we can be like that, but everyone around us may not actually hear the words of the Holy spirit that he's speaking to our heart. So it looks crazy. So God's common sense, always remember it in the back of your mind. When you, when you feel the nudge of the Holy spirit telling you to do something or speak to somebody or whatever, and, and you're like, oh, Lord, that don't make common sense. God's common sense is, hey, Abraham, you're 100 years old and you're about to have a son. Yep. You know, <laughs> hey, Noah, there's never been rain. I'm going to flood the earth, build a boat. Oh. Hey, Mary, you're a virgin. You've never had sex, okay? You've never known a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're about to have a child and he's going to be the savior of the world. That's God's common sense. So we can't look for everything to look like we want it to look um, in, in our lives. If we truly desire to be spirit led. You're right, dude. It's, it's so true. It's, it's allowing Christ it's getting out of a way. And we said it last week's episodes, um, getting our dirty hands out of it, getting our, ourself out of the way, putting aside our feelings basically and, and allowing God to lead us, man. And, and, you know, there's going to be moments where we go, Lord, like I said, are you sure? Like, does it, I don't know about this, but he's going to give you that peaceful presence that lets you know that what he's leaning you into is, is his will. You know what I mean? It's building his kingdom. It's building us ultimately. Cause you look at, I mean, some of the things we've talked about over the past couple months, uh, just leading into this revival, we see that like, because we kind of got ourselves out of way, there was a shift in some of our episodes. It was taste and see as we've spoken of where we didn't map it out. Yeah. You know, before I'd have some notes or whatever, and that's not, that's okay. But it was getting out of the way and allowing the Lord to lead. I mean, you got these great revival movements that I spoke of a few weeks back that because of a few men and women coming together in prayer and believing and dude, but the thing is, is those, um, those revivals could have happened because of years ago of prayer. Like it wasn't just because, Hey, a month ago we started praying, boom, there's this big five, six year revival. So right. what we're doing right now, I sit and think sometimes, okay, Lord, I may not, we may not see all the fruit of what we're portraying or what we're going through right now. Like we're, we're already seeing some of the fruit. We're getting a taste, basically a taste of it, yeah. you know, but man, it could be what we're doing right now is going on into another generation, my daughter, your daughter and sons, our wives, whatever. I mean, Lord, even our grandkids. I mean, it could be something that they're because of our obedience is leading generations ahead Hmm. of our family to break out into something amazing that this world needs to see. Lord, we know the world needs to see it now. Yeah. But, you know, each and every 
little thing that we do now and being obedient to the Lord and keeping his commands, keeping the words stored in our heart, just trusting him, allowing him to lead us. Bro, we don't know what it's going to birth. We don't know who it's going to touch. We, we just don't know, man. All we know is that what we have to trust in the Lord. You know what I'm saying? And when it becomes something where you go, Oh man, what can I get out of this? Then you're taking yourself and you're putting yourself above what the Lord wants. And it's not, that's not how it's supposed to be dude. It's really supposed to be, you know, we, we fast, we pray, we tithe, we do these things with the church and in our own life, not because we want something from God, because he's not some, my pastor said, cosmic bartender where he's <laughs> option for you to give. No, dude, we're doing this out of obedience for the Lord. Yeah. And we're doing this because the things that we're going through right now are birthing something. And I do believe it's birthing something that's going to go on for generations. If we continue to, to live in this yeah. lead our families, but it's birthing something with our listeners as well, where it's, man, it's, it's sparking a fire. And that's what dude I love, because when I decided to get back into the word, get back into following the Lord and saying, man, I need to make some changes. What it was, was I connected myself with other men and other women who were deeper in their relationship with the Lord. And I started looking like what made these men and women different. And they started to teach me things, dude. It was that full devotion, that being madly in love with Jesus and realizing that there is nothing else. There's nothing else that can fill this empty void that you've been trying to fill for years with drugs, whatever anybody's going through right now out there, there's nothing that is going to fill you. I guarantee it. Yeah in the love of Jesus Christ and going back to that cross. That's it. And it, you know, it, it amazes me because for, you know, for so many years, you know, truly saved at uh, May 6, 2012. And I was so zealous, you know, I've always been really zealous, really on fire, wanted to, to just soak in the word and, and, and prayer and, and just get to know the Lord more and more and more. And, you know, I talked about it a few weeks ago. There was, there was a time that I was like, I wasn't doing it out of a mean legalistic heart. I just, I knew what the Lord was doing in me and I wanted my family to feel the same thing. Right. And so, you know, I would, I would be on them, you know, Hey, you need to be reading. You need to be praying. You know, I would ask them like every evening when they'd get home from work and school, like, uh, what'd you read today? You know, you want to sit down and talk about it? And, and, and for somebody who is not quite there, it sounds like you're trying to push legalism on them. You sure. know, they feel like they're being forced. And I mean, Paul talks about it in, in Romans. When the law is forced on you, then you're going to, you're going to, continue to to sin you're going to continue to be to 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 slip out of because the law was given it is god's perfect standard of righteousness but it's to show us that we needed a savior because we can't live up to it in ourselves right right and what i'm noticing now and dude you you you've sent me those little things that that ava's doing you know with her little bible and <laughs> highlighting and and dude, you sent me that video the other day of her singing. Oh, but it's, it's just now that we are, we're resting and we're secure in where the Holy spirit has us. He's teaching us to rest and let him do everything with everybody else. And I'm seeing, we're seeing 
this overflow in our family that was not there before. And it's just, it's like, if I would have, if I would have paid attention 10 years ago and trusted the Holy Spirit's leadership, instead of me feeling like I've got to pound everybody over the head and force them to get in the word or force them to pray, force them to have that deep relationship, you know, with the Lord, then man, we could have been so much further along, but I'm, I'm so grateful for what he's showing us and, and what he's doing uh, in us and in our families. And, and we keep going back to that. And that I, I text you one day, it's been a couple of months ago, but man, I really, I think it was a, a, around the time we did the, your family is your legacy episode sure. because it just hit me when the Lord started speaking to me that my family is my legacy. It just really hit me that that's, that's it. That's mm-hmm. what, we, you know, it, it's not, it's not really even about me. It's, it's about whatever he's doing and what he's going to do through them. Mm-hmm. Dude, you see it. I mean, you wonder why there's a great, from what I hear a falling away of the youth going on right now. And it makes me think of, we can't live. And I learned years ago, I can't live on my mom and dad's faith. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to have my own personal relationship with Jesus. And that's, you know, you just give some, give you guys a little backstory. What I sent him the other day was my daughter and I'm sitting downstairs just chilling on the couch and, you know, watching what I think say by the bell, which is my go-to every morning. Uh, and uh, I just hear, her. she's been learning this song in school. She goes to a Christian school. I mute the TV and she's upstairs and she's singing that song. I don't know the, the exact name or band, but the words were blessed redeemer, Lord of all. Yeah. He's singing that man. Golly, bro. Uh, Nothing like it. When you hear your daughter singing about the Lord and his goodness, Mm -hmm. it's in her heart. When you lay down at night and your daughter wants to pray, it's in her heart. When you ask her, Hey, where's Jesus? And she goes, she, he's in my heart. You know, when you ask your daughter what Christmas is about, and she tells you it's about Jesus, yeah. about the Jesus. When you say, "Hey, baby, what's the cross mean?" Oh. Is the cross symbolizing? She goes, "At five years old, man, Jesus died for me." <laughs> Bro, there's a true, just I don't know. There's this pure love in her heart for Christ already. <laughs> if we can just come to that place every single day, yes, it's good to be in the word, reading the word, but there has to come a point where we come to this full realization of how good God is. And we can wrestle with God all we want. We can go back and forth with the Lord all we want. It's okay. That's what he wants. That's healthy. It's okay to ask questions, Lord, why this, why that, you know, but we have to eventually come to this full realization. Like my daughter has at five years old of God's goodness, God's love, what the cross means, who Christ is. And that he, he, he dwells in us, man. And just, it's just so beautiful to see because what she's experiencing now, what we're going through and it's poured into our families. I mean, bro, there's, we're building this generation around, around this revival. We're building this generation of this, where the Bible talks about uh, being centered and grounded and rooted in Christ. You know, he is that cornerstone and we build our family on that cornerstone. Um, you know, basically what you're talking about too. And when we build our, our own lives as fathers, husbands, mothers, whatever you're listening to right now, um, centered around Christ, we don't need to be these ones that go, Hey, what'd you read today? Yeah. Are you, 
because I did the same thing to Stacy, man, for quite some time. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you need to stop that. Yeah. You need to stop that because that's pushing her and that's legalistic. And she's feeling like, oh, man, if I don't do this, then my, my husband's going to look bad on me or right. it's going to look bad on me. No, no, no. He said, step back. You change your ways. And through you, I will flow into your family. And it's starting to happen, bro. And it, I see it, man. Like I said, when I man, when I hear my daughter sing those beautiful words, yeah. it's just, I don't know, bro. There's something filling where the Lord reminds me I'm good. Just stick with me. Yeah. <laughs> You you used <clears throat> you used the example last week of how when you know you and Stacy make plans, uh, Ava don't have any she don't have any horse in the race. You know she don't care. She just knows that mommy and daddy's going to take care of her and she's going to be safe and everything. And that it reminds me of what we're talking about. Jesus said in the Gospels, "Unless you come to me as a child." you will not have any part in the kingdom of heaven. Right. And that's exactly what he's talking about. He's talking about, you know, a child, like, like your example with Ava, a, a child, when they're, when they're little bitty, they don't change their own diaper. They don't, they don't fix their own food. They just, they depend on mom and dad to take care of everything. That's, that's what the father wants us to be like. It don't matter our age. It don't matter if we're five or if we're 55. Yeah. 105. That's how he wants us to be. So in the world, maturity is independence. Yes. Yes. But in the kingdom, spiritual maturity is full dependence. Right. On the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that's what he wants from us. He wants us to get rid of our independence, quit trying to, to come to him on our own, quit trying to, to read enough, pray enough, go to church enough, do enough. Mm -hmm. He wants us to just rely on him just to, just to rest. Jesus said, all you who are uh, heavy laden and, and burdened come to me and I will give you rest. That's what he wants to do. He wants right. to just give us rest. He wants us to rest and trust in his finished work and let the Holy Spirit lead everything that we're doing. Oh, yeah. And we've that's that's where finally, after reading that all my life, I'm finally coming to, to the realization of what that actually means. And he's just wanting us to come and rest in him. Let yep. him lead everything. Quit that's trying it. to do it on your own. That's it. Yep. I can't remember exactly what a Bible, what verse it is. You may know off the top of your head, but Jesus talks about take my yoke, right? Is it yes. take my yoke upon you? Uh, I can't remember if we can find it. I'll, I'll look it up in a second. But basically what that was, was back in these plowing days, they had two oxen that had this yoke around their neck. So if they're working together, they're in this straight line, right? This, but if one veers to the right, the other veers to the right, because this yoke is pulling both of them to the right, whichever one leads. So what Jesus was saying was take this yoke, uh, attach it to me. Okay. We're mm -hmm. together here. Now, if you try to veer off to the right, I'm going to pull you back where you need to be. So he's saying that this yoke, allow me to lead you basically allow me to guide you in life or guide you in your prayer life, guide you in family life. Basically don't steer from the path as you and I've done. We fell off on the wayside many times, but it, we found that if we keep Allowing Jesus to lead us. We just keep seeking after him. 
the pro life is so much better. It's really so much easier. I mean, it doesn't mean we ain't going to go through trials and stuff like that, as Paul speaks of in the Bible. But these things build us. They they deepen our faith. They deepen our relationship with Jesus. Once we lean into him, say, man, I can't do this alone. So, like, <laughs> tie that yoke around your neck and allow Christ just to lead you and guide your family. Yeah. That's Matthew 11, 28 through 30. It says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So basically the verse that you just said, I finished it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's the guiding of the spirit. Like we did not plan that a promise and I'm not the greatest at remembering exactly what verse and everything. I can tell you it's in the Bible, but that's funny. Cause I mean, Casey started it off and the Lord led us into finishing that. <laughs> that's just guidance, man. That's, that's two uh, spirits being connected. I mean, it's being connected with the Holy spirit. Basically it's this big, Unity, you know, the Bible speaks in Psalm 133, when brothers come together in unity, that's, you know, to me, that's what makes the Lord smile because we're coming together in one accord. We saw it last week when all four of us come together in prayer and we, we can talk a little bit about that of how we allowed the Lord to lead us. We, we allowed Jesus to guide us into that situation. And for Marty, it was a thing that was out of his comfort zone because he's used to planning things out as a teacher, you know, as an instructor or whatnot. Um, you know, for Jason, it was a little different as well. You and I are kind of stepping into that zone, but for me, I'm, it's pulling me out of my normal, you know, planning things out too. So I, I found that there was, we spoke about it. There was freedom there for us as we're learning to be guided by the Holy spirit. But there was also for a buddy of ours. Um, I don't think he'll mind me mentioning his name, Jeremy Vane, a guy I've known since 2006 has dealt with all kinds of problems in life. There was freedom for him as he got up on the stage and spoke and just basically poured out his heart to his wife and his son. Yeah. He had, you know, some things they didn't know about some of it they did, but there was freedom, you know, first Corinthians three seventeen, maybe where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm -hmm. We did that out a week ago. And it's so true, man. When we allow the spirit of God to just hover over us, there's going to be freedom. There's going to be freedom from shame, guilt, uh, addictions. There's going to be freedom from um, us trying to plan everything out. Just so much that that word freedom is so broad, man. It's just amazing to think about that. He can set us free from so many different things. When we learn to just sit back, trust him, dude, trust him and let him go. Man. So real quick and we can wrap up unless this sparks a whole nother fire here, <laughs> but Psalm 119. Yeah. Beginning at verse 25, this is in the passion. Okay. Lord, I'm fading away. I'm discouraged and lying in the dust. Revive me by your word. Just like you promised you would. Uh, I've poured out my life before you and you've always been there for me. So now I ask, teach me more of your holy decrees. Open up my understanding to the ways of your wisdom and I will meditate deeply on your splendor and your wonders. My life's strength melts away with grief and sadness. Come strengthen me and encourage me with your words Keep me far away from what is false. Give me grace to stay true to your laws. I've chosen to obey your truth and walk in the splendor light 
of all that you teach me. Lord, don't allow me to make a mess of my life, for I cling to your commands and follow them as closely as I can. I will run after you with delight in my heart, for you will make me obedient to your instructions. Revive. Lord, and that verse 25, when I read it this morning in the in the Passion, it, it hit me because that's where I was uh, at the beginning of this year, crying out, Lord, I'm fading away. I'm discouraged and lying in the dust. I've been in this wilderness for years. And revive me by your word like you promised you would. And yeah. brother, did he ever. Yeah. And my, you know, my translation, ESV, I love, I love the passion because there's just so many different practical ways it puts. When you say revive my heart, down at verse 32 of Psalm 119, I have it highlighted. It says, when you enlarge my heart. Mm. And I wrote in my Bible, I don't know when it was, I put sin narrows our heart, but God enlarges it. So he's reviving our heart. He's enlarging our heart. But it's when we truly come into this, this, oh man, this new atmosphere of who God is, allowing him to revive our hearts, as you said, clinging to his word, clinging to his promises. Because there's sometimes we can walk in the promises of God, but there's other times we feel like we're falling off a cliff, brother, into the pits of hell. And we have to cling. We have to cling to that word, you know, um, and that's when our hearts start to enlarge. I mean, that's when we start to grow in the presence of the Lord, the knowledge of the Lord, the fullness of God. And it's really what we're truly experiencing in our lives right now, man. I can't, I, you know, so many times I'm waking up or I'm walking and, you know, I'm just, and we go through it. It's that wilderness walk where, you know, we're walking and talking to the Lord and we're like, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm empty today, God, or whatever. I don't feel your presence, but there's moments where he whispers to me and he always goes, I'm never left your side. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll, I'll step back a little bit and allow you to just what's what he's causing us to do is step back and, and go, no, no, keep seeking me, keep pouring in, keep, keep searching for me. Cause I'm there. I haven't left you. I never will leave you nor forsake you. But I you can start pressing in a little bit more. And it's so true, bro. And it, I found out in my walk with the Lord, it, I just, I come to this realization, somebody listening right now maybe needs to also, they're going through a job loss, financial issues, whatever it may be, man, where you feel like, man, God's left me. No, no, no. That's those moments where we sit, we go to that secret place, as Casey said at the beginning and last week, Matthew 6, 6, where when we go into the secret place, we always need to know that the Father is in our presence. Man always in our presence and just wanting us to seek after him, love him, falling in love with Jesus. That's what it's about. That's it, man. Love it. So uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend, looking forward to next weekend. We, <clears throat> we were on our way, on our way back. And of course, for anybody who's not caught up on it, you know, you live four hours away in North Carolina. I'm in Tennessee. And uh, we were driving back uh, from the from Milner last week. And we were just talking about how the spirit just flowed yes. and how. Wow. It's just like. Those episodes where we're together mm -hmm. in person, yep. I mean, 
we've been having great episodes. The, the Holy Spirit's been pouring out and we've been getting great feedback. And we thank everybody for those testimonies. It's so awesome to hear that what the Lord is speaking through us uh, and what he's doing in our hearts is overflowing on others too. But there's just nothing like doing those in person. So, you know, we, we're going to get a chance to be together this weekend. And then uh, next weekend. Two weeks in a row, bro. Yeah. Uh-oh, get ready. <laughs> we don't know what in the world's going to happen. but So we'll be definitely recording some uh, yeah. while we've got that opportunity together there. And uh, so announcements. Yeah, I got, uh, so we're, we're April 1st today, uh, April 3rd. So this coming Sunday in Burlington, North Carolina. So it's 3860 Danbrook Road. There is a big tent, uh, basically the return to Alamance revival going on. This man and lady um, basically travel throughout different states, set up a, re- a big tent, you know, pour into the community with outreaches and stuff. So this weekend I get a chance um, along with my buddy, Jeff, um, Jeff Terrell, I think is how you say his last name. Yeah. And then, you know, Casey possibly as well, we're going to get a chance to just, um, speak, share my story, share Christ. So really looking forward to that. And their flyer here, I'm looking at, it just says a uh, return to Jesus. Hmm. It's really, man, what it's about returning to Jesus. So I'm looking forward to that. Once again, Burlington, North Carolina, April 3rd, seven to 9 PM for me. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. All right. And then next week, yeah. Global Wrestling Ministries Resurrection, uh, Saturday, April 9th. The show begins at 7 p.m. Um, you are going to be there. I'm going to be there. All the uh, GWM favorites. Also, a lot of new faces. Um, but before, before the uh, event on Saturday, from three to five, you're going to be doing a seminar for all wrestlers, referees, managers, anybody who is uh, involved in the sport and wants to uh, take part in it. Uh, we've got several signed up, um, and we're probably going to take a few more just depending. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of interest, in, and uh, I think that's going to be a great time for people to learn. Um, I mean, man, you've, you've, you've been around. So yeah, I've got a chance to learn from a lot, man. And I just like with that, with that seminar, I just want to spread the knowledge, dude. I mean, I believe in sharing uh, just like we share the word of God. I believe in sharing, you know, these guys have a passion for, for professional wrestling. Some of them want to go on further. And even if they don't, even if their goal is just, Hey, hang out in local hometowns and wrestle, there's still got to be a knowledge of just listening to the people, you know, these things that I've learned through, some awesome coaches at WWE and then through my career for almost 22 years of wrestling, man. So I just want to share it. I mean, why, why keep it in? It's kind of like the gospel. Why would we want to not share it? That's exactly right. So that is from three to 5 PM Saturday, April 9th, one thirty, McDonald school road in McDonald, Tennessee. That's at the McDonald community center or the GWM arena, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then also the very next day, uh, we're doing what we did in Milner. Uh, you know, we, we talked last week how, how Marty, um, his obedience kind of sparked something in us. So, so him obeying what the Holy Spirit was asking him to do 
you know, just kind of sparked something in us. And after he booked us for that, we were kind of like, man, that, that kind of sounds like a cool deal. We need to, we need to do that more often. So uh, Sunday, April 10th at 4 PM, right there at the McDonald community center, we are having wrestling for the faith live uh, there. So everybody, it's a free event. Everybody is welcome to come out and uh, you know, we just look for the Holy Spirit to do a great work. We look for uh, more freedom mm-hmm. uh, to be in that house. We look for uh, people to be set free from bondages, addictions, and uh, just revival breaking out, man. And amen, brother. Come on. All right. So you got anything else? I think I'm good, brother. I'm, I, that's good. All right. So if uh, you're blessed, we've not mentioned this in a couple of weeks, I think, I I don't think, uh, but if you're blessed by what we're doing here, and as you can tell, you know, the, the Lord is leading us to kind of get out, branch out and do some more stuff, uh, expand uh, other than just the podcast. So if you're blessed by what we're doing at wrestling for the faith and the spirit leads you to donate, you can do so on the cash app dollar sign wrestling for the faith. Also on Venmo, uh, at Wrestling for the Faith there. If you have questions, thoughts, comments, prayer requests, praise reports, or if you would like to bring uh, Wrestling for the Faith live to your church or your event, or if you would like to book the remnant for a wrestling show, (laughs) uh, feel free to email us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to share. Let everybody know about the podcast. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith.